Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Jeffrey Halstead, DMD. Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years, offering routine dental care as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures by their highly trained and experienced staff. Visit them online at canandaiguadentistry.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. Today we continue our series previewing local elections across the region by catching up with one of the candidates running for Ontario County Coroner. Tom Cheney joins me via Zoom. Tom, thanks so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me this morning. I appreciate it. So uh, let's start with the easy question. Why are you running for County Coroner? Yeah, so uh, I'm running for County Coroner this year. So kind of give you a little backstory. I, um, we have a funeral home here in Phelps, the Cheney Funeral Home. Uh, for the past 10 years since I've been here with my dad, we've been doing the county uh, coroner removals. So anytime there's an unattended death in the county that requires an autopsy to be done, um, we go out, uh, we've been working with the coroners doing the transports to Geneva General for an autopsy or up to uh, the Monroe County Medical Examiners. And um, we've been doing it so long, we've been kind of seeing what's going on. And, uh, you know, I finally said to myself that if I'm gonna be coming out here as much as I am, then uh, then I'd like to run to be coroner. So um, just wanna be there for the families of the county. Um, I think that they deserve it. They need to have somebody there for them and not only the families, but for the deceased to, to help them. And one of the last times they're ever going to need help as well. What uh, your experience is a, a bit different than some of the others running. Um, yes. Why is that? Why do you think that makes you best fit uh, to take on this next challenge? Um, so. <clears throat> You know, having gone out and been doing the coroner removals, you kind of see what goes on and what doesn't go on, you know, uh, in those cases. Um, you know, the coroner cases don't really, um, people in the county don't really think a lot about them, right? Because let's be honest, a lot, about 80% of the people in our county probably will never have to deal with the coroner. Um, but for that 20% that do have to, you know, that do unfortunately have to deal with a coroner, um, you know, it's important for somebody to be there for them. It's important for someone to be there to, to help kind of guide them through what's going on, you know, what steps they should be taking, um, you know, and, and how to proceed. Because a lot of times, again, you know, the coroner, it's, it's very unexpected. It's not somebody that's been, you know, at home on hospice that, that you know, they're the, the end is in the foreseeable future. It's, it's, they come home from work, they find, you know, their loved one passed and it's kind of, um, they go into shock, you know? And so for me, it's, uh, you know, we've seen it too often where, um, I don't want to say that, uh, that the coroner system, you know, in Ontario County has failed, but the, the coroners need to be on scene. And, and for me, it's, it's, uh, I want to be there. I want to be there for the families. I want to be there to help, uh, to help them through, you know, the process of what to do next, what to expect. And, um, and like I said, you know, it's somebody needs to be there for the deceased. It's, uh, you know, it's one of them things where when, uh, when somebody passes, they're never going to need a doctor again. They're never going to need their parents again. You know, you're really helping them through that last time they're ever going to really need help. And, and it'll be the greatest honor to be able to, to help them through that. What are the biggest issues that you're hearing about from voters uh, as you talk to different folks throughout uh, Ontario County? 
Um, well, it's kind of funny. So a lot of, you know, most of the people that I talk to, when I tell them that I'm running for corner, they kind of give me the look like, Oh, a, why do you want to do that? And B, why is the corner elected? You know, um, I've grown up in our family, you know, in the family funeral home here since I was five years old. That's when uh, my parents bought the funeral home. So I don't want to say that, uh, I've been around death my whole life, but it's, it's been my life, you know, and, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, you got to kind of educate the people on, on why, you know, why you want to do it. And everyone gives me that look like you're crazy, man. Why do you, you know, why you want to be doing this? But, you know, as I keep referring to the people of the County, they need it, you know? And, and so the problems that we've kind of been seeing is um, for the ones that have gone through and dealt with it is, you know, the, the response from the coroner's, really over the last four years is, I don't want to say has declined, but um, what's kind of happened is, is they've gone to um, doing it over the phone and uh, you know, being a coroner, you can't do it over the phone. You you have to go there. You have to be there in person, um, not only for the families, but for the law enforcement as well. I mean, you know, when the coroners, uh, you know, do it over the phone, order autopsies over the phone, release the, the bodies over the phone. Um, you're really doing a disservice to the law enforcement because you're putting the job of the coroner onto them. And and their job is not to be the coroner. Their job is to be there as law enforcement, to do their investigations. And, and really the, the you know, handling the deceased part of it's really the responsibility of the coroner. So too many times I think um, families have been kind of left out in the you know, left out in left field because the coroner doesn't show up. There's questions that arrive from them that, you know, when we make a transport, a lot of times law enforcement gives the families our phone number just because we were there on scene, we transported them. And so, you know, the day after two, three days after they're calling us asking, hey, where's our loved one? What's going on? What do we do? And, uh, you know, if, if we're, if, you know, the kind of way that I look at it is if I'm, I'm helping them through it now, I, why not try to do it in a different aspect? Um, and obviously you've been in the space your entire life, but you've in the recent history, especially. So I can ask you this question um, is the not responding thing. Was, did that come out of COVID? Was that kind of like a COVID era thing that just stuck? I don't know if it's, it's so much that it was a COVID era thing. I think what's happened is, is uh, you know, it's one of them things that, um, when you do something once and twice and three times and, and all of a sudden it becomes a habit, I think that, you know, um, maybe they get comfortable uh, doing it over the phone. Uh, maybe they're in a, in a position where they can't respond and dispatch calls them and says, hey, we need a coroner to respond. And, you know, they're not really in a place to do so. So they just say, well, instead of going to the scene, you know, we'll, we'll order uh, an autopsy over the phone. And and again, in a lot of instances, it's a it's a disservice, but not only that, but it's, it puts a liability on the county. Um, because you just, you never know what's going on at that scene. You know, you, it might be a clear cut case, but you know, if you dive into it and you're there and you see what's going on, there's, there's circumstances that arise sometimes that, you know, make you raise an eyebrow and say, okay, well, is that really what's going on? Or do we need to really dig into this deeper? And, uh, you know, like I said, it just, it kind of turns into a liability for the County, for the law enforcement, for the transporters, um, so it's just, you know, I want to be there. I want to, I want to be out there. I want to work with law enforcement, um, work with the families and, and make sure that we're covering all the bases because that's, uh, that's really what needs to happen. This question is not intended to be rhetorical, but I, I, I know there are going to be folks listening or watching who have this pop into their head. What's the point yeah. of having a coroner if they aren't responding? 
It's a great question. Um, you know, uh, I've asked myself that question a lot of times, but you know, you have to have a coroner just because, you know, when an unattended death, you know, happens, um, like I said, some, a lot of times there's, there's questions that arrive. Um, you know, we're pretty fortunate here in our County that, um, you know, our homicide rates are very, very low. We live in a safe County. We live in that, but the chances of things happening are still there, you know, and you still have to do that due diligence to go out to do the job. And, you know, like I said, if you do it over the phone, you're not going out, you're not, you know, really performing the investigation that you should be performing. Um, you know, and, and again, it, that turns into liability and it just, uh, it's something that's unnecessary that, you know, can be resolved in, an, you know, an hour or two hours worth of work. There may not be a lot of uh, homicides in Ontario County, but, uh, throughout the entire region, we see there are plenty of car accidents and unfortunately uh, more than we'd like to see fatal car accidents, which yes. are a big part of what the coroner has to respond to. Um, yep. When you're thinking about the implications for first responders, uh, this yep. one of the issues that we've heard uh, come up a couple times now is that first responders are among the most frustrated in Ontario County right now with that lack of response. Does that sort of yes. match up with what you've been hearing? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So the lack of response, I mean, it, it delays a lot of things, you know what I mean? So um, a lot of times when you have a, let's, you know, like you said, a fatal car accident, um, you know, the, the law enforcement has to go through and do their investigation, which sometimes takes several hours. Um, you know, and their goal is to make sure that they're doing their investigation, but they also need to get the roads back open. They need to get traffic flowing. They, they need to get that deceased out of there. And with that lack of response, you're just delaying that time frame a lot more. So, you know, um, you might go from having a, a scene that you should be out on the, on the scene two to three hours for law enforcement, but now they're getting stuck out there for four or five, six hours, just because nobody's responding to the scene and, and it's not fair to them, you know? You know, it's not fair to the, the fire departments, the um, the law enforcement that's out there. They, they really they have a job to do and their job isn't to I don't want to to say this. Uh, I don't know how to word it, but their job is not to sit out on the scene for five hours, you know, babysitting the scene to just waiting on somebody. Once their investigation is complete, they should have response. They should have somebody there to do the job to, you know, to take care of the deceased, take them to where they need to be and, and to move on. So not only that, but they can get the community back in a, in a normal flow. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, obviously, you've worked in this space your entire life. You've been exposed to it your entire life. So how yeah. do you maintain your mental health uh, in doing this work? And and how would that translate to you being corner? Yeah, so you got to... Um... It's one of those things that's hard. You know what I mean? It's definitely hard. There's uh, I'm very fortunate. Um, you know, a lot of times when we have fatal accidents, when we have scenes that, um, you know, that really stick with you. I work here with my dad. Right. So um, we'll go out, we'll go to the scene and we're able to come back to the funeral home and kind of talk through everything that we've, that we just went through, you know? Um, and a lot of people don't have that, you know, like the first responders, the, the volunteer firemen, the, you know, law enforcement, you go out and you see something as traumatic as a car accident or a suicide or things like that. And you go home and you don't have anyone to talk to about it. And that's kind of when it starts sticking, it starts to build up where, you know, when we come home, we sit down, we have a conversation and, and we just say, hey, listen, this is what it is. And, you know, I've gone and we've talked to therapists and we've done other things to try to 
kind of clear our head of that, you know, what we just went through. But I'm going to be honest with you, unless you've been out to those scenes and, and you've been through it and you see it, it's very hard to um, engage with somebody else about it because, you know, they I don't want to say they give you the generic answer, but um, but they do. They If you don't if you haven't gone through it and you haven't witnessed it yourself, then it's it's hard to to relate to somebody about it. So for me, it's, I'm very fortunate, you know, I'm able to come home. We have our conversations. We, we talk things through and, you know, unfortunately it's a part of life, you know, and you gotta, you can't focus on what you saw. You gotta kind of focus on, listen, yeah, it might've been a horrific scene, but but we just help them kind of, I don't want to say transition to their next phase, but we just help take care of them, you know, in a respectful manner um, and, and made sure that they were, you know, everything was taken care of properly. Uh, you mentioned, uh, response time, how much of a response, like response time is how I've been having this conversation with folks or trying to gauge it anyway. Um, response time seems to be a subjective thing, depending on who you're talking to, right? Um, some one person might think 45 minutes is an appropriate response time. Another person might think 45 minutes is too long. Another person might think two hours is too long. Uh, how do you approach that? And what do you hear? Like when you think of appropriate response time in a County like Ontario, which obviously, you know, I'm, I'm thinking Phelps to Naples, that's a drive. That's a good drive. Um, what is, what is good response time? So I think an hour is, a, you know, if you, we, our response when, when dispatch calls us right now to go re- make a removal is give us up to an hour, right? You know, the coroners, um, the transporters of the county, we have families, you know, we have a life. I don't want to say that, you know, our focus isn't always on this, but, you know, there's times when we're out and about, we could be grocery shopping, we could be at one of our kids' sporting events. So we tell everyone, you know, give us up to an hour, let us, you know, get back to the funeral home, let us get everything ready and and ready to go. And just like you said, I mean, Naples, from Phelps to Naples is a 45-minute drive alone, you know, and, and if that's the case, where we get a call or or you go even as far as Canadice. I mean, that's an hour drive. Um, You know, if you give us up to an hour, I mean, that's given law enforcement their time to start, you know, doing their investigation on the scene. But it's also an appropriate thing because people know, man, if you're coming from Phelps and you got to go down to Canadice or Bristol or Naples, they know that you're not going to be there in 20 minutes. Um, You know, the way that I've kind of, I've always done it is, you know, give me an hour and, uh, and they understand. And that, you know, they, people, people get that. Number one skill that makes a good coroner, uh, your perspective, what one you think is most important? Compassion. Yep. Um, the, the compassion part of it, because again, you're going into scenes where people were not expected to pass. Right. Um, it, like I said, they haven't been on hospice. The family family hasn't been with them for the last, you know, couple days, weeks, um, going through the process with them. You know, most times it's um, somebody didn't show up to work or uh, somebody came home from work and they found their loved one. And, you know, they they're in a state of shock. Right. So when you go into a scene, you have to have that caring. You have to have that compassion towards them and and uh, and the patience to kind of guide them through it. Um, just because it's, it's not something that, uh, let's be real, death isn't something that people deal with on a daily basis. Um, or sometimes, you know, people never deal with it, which is, you know, which is great. But for the ones that are there, you, you really have to, to have the patience, have the caring and compassion to walk them through step by step on what they should expect, what they should be doing and, and help guide them through that process. 
And finally, where can folks learn more about your campaign? Yep. So if I, if you go on to Facebook, um, I'm not on there personally, but I do have a corner page. Um, if you go on and search under Thomas Cheney for Ontario County Coroner, um, you can go to the about section. It's kind of got a little blurb about me, um, you know, who I am, why I want to do this. Um, and, uh, you know, everything that we're doing, all the events that we're doing, uh, everything's posted right on there, but you can go right on there. My cell phone number's on there. My email's on there. You can contact me any time of the day and night. Um, I have a one-year-old, so most times if it's three in the morning, somebody has a question, I'm up giving them a bottle anyway. So, um, you know, it does not matter. Time's not one of those things that really affect me. So yeah, contact me any time of the day and night, and, and I'd be more than happy to talk. Tom, appreciate the time. Thanks for taking it today. Yes, Josh, thank you so much. That'll do it for this edition of FLX Today. If you'd like to hear more conversations like this one, check out the show on your favorite podcast platform or subscribe to the FingerLakesOne.com YouTube channel. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.